Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And now. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm very good, Matt. Very good. Yeah, um, busy day? Uh, no, not too busy. Um, got a chance to uh, look over a few bits for tonight um, while my kids were in school, and that was about it. Apart from that, it was school runs and the usual. Yeah, I think you'll be a bit better prepped than I am. I've had a hectic day, so... Nothing new, and like I say, I need these little therapy sessions. So, um, just so that people are aware, we're recording this on the Wednesday. Uh, probably not going to be published until the Thursday. So, the latest news what I'm going to get into will only cover from last night's recording through to now, basically Wednesday night. And the only real news we've got is Eurobasket news. Um, just as we finished recording last night. Goran's Slovenia beat, uh, well, as we finish recording, they finish their match and they beat Germany 88-80. And he put up 18 points. And I can't remember the rest of his stat line, but 18 points. Um, So he was getting back up to his usual 19 points. Um, And then today, Slovenia have beaten France in a game that was dominated by Luca, who put up 47 points. But Goran played nearly 40 minutes and finished with 14 points, four assists, four rebounds and two steals. So that 20 to 25 minutes that he was promised, looks like he's capable of doing it. Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And also, just before we've come on, um, Marcos Montenegro, have beaten 
Uh, Georgia, 81-73. Michael coming off the bench for 21 and a half minutes. And he finished with seven points, two assists, four rebounds and a steal. Okay. So, I'd say that looks like a pretty average Marco stat line as well, to be fair. Yeah, pretty much. I believe both results have put the two teams through as well. So, there'll be more more to come from them in Eurobasket. Um, I believe Slovenia come through what they were calling the group of death. So... Obviously, France had like the likes of Rudy Gobert playing for them, and Germany had Dennis Schroeder and Bulls legend Daniel Tice. So it's not like they were playing nobodies, which is good good for them coming back for training camp. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's it's all um, experience and and uh, gas for them to keep the lungs pumping and keep the legs going. Yeah, and a bit of news that's come out today, not really news, just an interest point, I'm guessing, is uh, Alex Caruso is currently in Paris, checking it out ahead of January, um, and eventually he's set to make his way over here to the UK, to London and Manchester. Manchester, yeah. So uh, I believe Bam Adebayo did it not so long back, similar sort of thing. I don't know who was hosting it and how it's come about, but there's been plenty of video content coming out from AC in Paris and his little trip to the Eiffel Tower and stuff. So I'll be uh, keeping an eye out for him next week on my travels or whenever he's over here. <laughs> you won't be giving out about going to London so much if he's down there, will you? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, <laughs> head- I'm heading that way tomorrow. So if he's there, I'll I'll buy him a coffee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate that. But yeah, uh, as for news, that's it. So we'll get on to our, nearly at the end of them now, our player hopes and predictions for next season. And we're going to double up tonight on, we're going to start with my guy, Javante Green. Now, anybody that's listened or follows the socials knows how much of a fan I am of Javante. Um, and looking at the socials as well, not just ours, but posts that other Bulls sort of media put up, is he is actually a popular guy, you know, amongst the fans. Um, you know, when people put up who's the most underrated player on Bulls, his name always gets thrown around. And yeah, I mean, I'll pass it to you so I can compose myself before talking about him. Like, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's it's hard not to like the guy, isn't it? I mean, he is a big time energy guy. Uh, he makes an impact as soon as he steps on the court every time. Uh, I mean, so much so that we've all thrown around um, Stacey's continuous quote of there's five Javantes out there because the guy just covers the whole floor um, he's high flying he's exciting and he seems like a, a really nice character uh, even if you don't give him a fist bump shout out Tim <laughs> yeah I'm still still upset about that <laughs> I can't believe he did that to him yeah I mean obviously we've spoke about uh, Javante before on previous episodes that's available on Stump. Uh, we did your player player profile of him. Yeah, then, he was the we? first player profile, actually. Yeah, which um, obviously I was very happy about. 
I mean, last season is he obviously well he slotted in when was needed at uh, at the four, which shocked everybody, I think, and mm. what shocked even people even more so was the fact of how well he actually did. Um, it was on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast with Stacey King last week, and he actually mentioned on there that when he was at college, he played as a four. So he didn't understand why people didn't see him as a four. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't alien to him. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, a few other quotes that come out from from that give me the hot sauce episode is like sort of paraphrasing. He's got uh, last year we didn't do a very good job of closing out to shooters. So we've just been trying to work on that and trying to perfect that so we can be good on both sides of the ball, not just one-sided. And that was when he was asked about, he's been in the advocate working out with Dale and Terry and Io and Stacey mentioned that they were really going at it defensively with each other. Um, so obviously that was his little say on that. Uh, the one that I really liked was obviously speaking about him playing at the four, facing bigger players and how does he get himself up for that? And he just said, I don't back down. I don't back down, man. I don't care how big you is. You tie your shoes up the same way I do. <laughs> it sort of echoes that P. Will one of Yanis, uh, wasn't it? Of, um, you put your pants on the same way I do that he said yeah. last year or whatever it was. Um, obviously, I'm not sure if a lot of people know it, but he has uh, he played American football uh, before basketball as well as basketball growing up. And when Stacey asked him about that, he said it's just about trying to cre- trying to create contact and throw off the throw there. Start again, just trying to create contact and throw the offense off because they're probably not expecting as much physicality as I present. Mm. And the last one, um, just find it. He was asked about, um, like, we've just got, well, his, his answer was, we've just got to have a mental toughness this year and just try to figure it out. And it was basically saying about how they get back to that hot start they had last year. Um, and, how, and then he mentioned how it was like next man up sort of mentality and he basically said in there that he, as well in the interview that he's he's willing to do whatever is required of him and I mean because didn't we even see him at the five at one point last year it's just nuts he'll play anyway <laughs> yeah so uh, there's a quote that I've got from him uh, nothing I expected to do but whatever they asked me to do I'm going to do it so for me, you know, he's just he's not gonna stuff, you know, the the box score or anything like that. But I don't think we really need him to. He's just he's just that guy, you know. He's that energy off the bench, heart hustle muscle. Like he says, he'll play wherever he's needed. Um, I mean, last year his stat line was he averaged seven point two points. 4.2 rebounds and one steal in 65 games played. So, uh, I know a lot of people say that he's just a dunker and stuff like that, but it's his defense as well that massively helps us out. And I mean, obviously, when we were watching the games live, we always used to say the standard 
standard Javante uh, Green three because he always seemed to just hit one from the mm. same position every game. And I think his three point percentage was thirty five point six. I don't know how many that was on, or what how many attempts that was on, but it's not a bad percentage for somebody who supposedly isn't a three point scorer. So if he's been working on it, he maybe gets two or three a game. But obviously, the question is going into next year is uh, how many minutes is he going to get? You know, where does he fit into the rotation now? Because chances are he wouldn't have played anywhere near as much as he did last year when if P. Will was fit as we saw at the end of the year because he kind of fell out with the rotation slightly didn't he so yeah especially going into the playoffs and I mean the fact that he can still keep coming and despite that you know it's just I've got no worries about when they plug him in you know, because like we just said, he's capable of doing everything. Obviously, he set that record in the playoffs as well. Was it most steals in a playoff game? Yeah, breaking MJ's. So, it, does it to me? He's a sort of player that doesn't matter how the game's going. He's just going to give you a hundred percent. It could be I the first it, minute or the last minute, and you and could be twenty points down, and he'll still be the like how I play two K. Basically, I don't get none of that mercy stuff. It's just. Keep going. Try and get a steal, even on the last play of the game and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, he just strikes me as the kind of guy that it, it doesn't matter whether he's getting huge minutes or not getting huge minutes. As soon as they call his name up to the table to step onto the court, he's going to be ready to go. Yeah, he just plays one way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to touch on it in a later episode or a future episode of sort of how we see the rotations going and stuff like that. But obviously my hopes are that we do still see plenty of him next year because, well, otherwise I'll I'll probably switch off. I won't watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I do want to see to still see him because, you know, I think he's just a good team guy as well from what you see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I say, we're going to touch on the bench mob a little bit in a, in a further episode, but the next player we'll move on to is somebody who I think I've compared to Javante in the past, or I see him in his game, and that's Dale and Terry. Obviously, it's a bit hard to do any sort of predictions for him because, well, we've not seen him. And I'm guessing with Dale and it all goes on, um, the health Alonso is as we keep saying about everybody really mm. Um, you know the big question over him is how many minutes is he going to get uh, I'll hand it to you to see what what you think on it yeah and, and I think we've we have touched on this previously um, in regards to what kind of minutes he's going to get and it's very hard to tell at the moment, with the current Lonzo situation, I mean, he's going to be splitting his minutes between Io and um, Goran Dragic, um, unless Lonzo comes back fit. Um, and even if Zoe does come back, he's probably going to be on a minutes restriction for a while. So then he'll be splitting it even with uh, with him as well. And it's probably going to be fairly limited in, in regards to how many minutes he gets unless things have gone wrong health-wise again. But hopefully, 
And like Javante, like I said about Javante, he strikes me as the kind of player who will take his opportunities. When, when they're there, he'll jump on them. He'll play his socks off and try and present Billy Donovan with a problem. And that problem is, this guy's good. We've already got other good players. How do I give everybody minutes? I mean, that's, that's every coach's ideal problem, really, isn't it? And, and that's what I'm hoping Dalian's going to provide. Yeah, I mean, do you see him spending time down with Windy City or, you know, obviously it's hard to say with health and stuff like that to start with. But Yeah, I, th- I think at the moment, unless things um, things come back out, uh, there's more positive uh, news on Zoe. I think he won't be sent down to the Windy City Bulls initially. Um, if Zoe comes back and he's match fit, match ready and Dragic is, is good to go and, and fits in well for us, and Io is playing like he did last season, I think then Dalen could perhaps get um, more minutes through the Windy City Bulls um, just to get that experience under his belt and, uh, and get used to playing um, you know, the kind of rotations and plays uh, and, and formation that would be um, kind of what he wouldn't have been used to. And... Um, Apart from, apart from that, I uh, I am hoping he'll get to stay up with the Bulls um, for as, as often as he can without there being health issues. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got pre-season, what, less than a month away now. You'd like to think he's going to play in all four of them games. Yeah, I'd know, say he'll get a good run out. Yeah, and I think we'll get a better understanding of what he can give. Um, what would you say then is how how does he get his minutes? What aspect of his game? You know, obviously we watched him in Summer League. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to say to convert it over to NBA, but what aspect of his game gets him then minutes, do you reckon? I, I think that it's going to be a combination of two things, really. I think the first the first thing that's going to get him minutes is going to be his defence, the same way as it initially got Patrick Williams in and the same way as it gets Javante in. Um, if he plays with the intensity um, on the defensive end that we know he can, I mean, he was Pac-12 all-defensive team in 2022. Um, so defence is obviously a big part of his game. And I think that's the first way. And the other way I think he'll get minutes is just by his energy levels. Um if he comes on and tempers it correctly, doesn't get too carried away or ahead of himself um, and plays with the confidence that we know that he does have, um, he could inject a bit of energy the same way Javante does when he comes onto the court. And, and that could uh, also buy him a little bit of extra time. Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it there and you've obviously alluded to why I think he's a bit, similar to Javante when you said obviously he comes on in the same way Javante does um, yeah. to me he's a bit of a from what I've seen of him so far he seems a bit of a mix of a like a Alonso ball obviously not quite as to that standard yet with the energy of Javante Green which isn't a bad mix because he seems to have that good court vision um, he seems a bit more aggressive going to the rim than what Alonso does Maybe mm-hmm. don't have the three points, but he's one of them that is going to do everything. You know, he's going to 
might only put five of each up on a night, you know, five points, five rebounds, five assists, but that's what you want, especially if he's doing it predominantly from the bench as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a back-end bench guy, so they'd, they'd be good numbers from a back-end bench guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously the few times last year when uh, Zo put up them sort of stat lines, like eight points and four rebounds and three steals and everyone's like, oh, he's not done anything. It's like, no, he's, he's done everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. And he's doing it without the ball in his hand a lot of the time as well, which, you know, is what I mean with, he seems to have that kind of aspect to his game that he's going to stuff the stat sheets with everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's hard to say, like predict what we want. Hopefully we do see him get some minutes. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited by him. I'm I'm not going to lie. Um, obviously, we, like you said, his defense will get him in. We saw what his D's like in that video, swatting all them kids' chances away. Yeah, yeah, he was up against it with them, all right. Yeah, you know, obviously <laughs> I know that upset a few people when they were saying, oh, "There's only kids you can't do that." But obviously, like we've said, it's seen today the the full video, and he's you know he does let the kids have their way and he's just having a bit of banter with them and you know no harm done you know the kids got what they wanted and yeah but yeah I think that wraps them two up Uh, like I say we will move on in a future episode of how we think the rotations are going to work and stuff like that The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Our next topic, and we're going to finish our Matt versus Neil uh, drafts. And this is number three. Right. Um, Obviously, we've both done a little bit of prep for it. The rules on this one is it's Chicago Bulls draft picks since the year 2000. They've got to be first round picks. And they had to actually be picked by the Bulls, not traded to us on draft night, uh, like Lowry sort of um, the way. So if we picked them and traded them, they are available for our draft tonight. Yeah. Obviously, like I say, I think we're pretty much running it. I know I say I'm winning it on the uh, Twitter polls and stuff like that. Anyone who actually answers our question seems to pick you, so... <laughs> um, we're we're saying it's even, so, so I know this we've is had the decider. Yeah, I know we've had Tim Sinclair comment in, and he won't actually pick one. So hopefully, he will pick a an overall winner out of them, so he doesn't have to offend any players or anything <laughs> like that. He can just give a broader answer, right, Tim? We're letting you off. That's a bit of a, a way out. <laughs> yeah, so we expect an answer on this one. So yeah, um, obviously we did a, or you did a little spin the wheel thing to pick who was going first and it landed on you, unfortunately for you. 
unfortunately, <laughs> I really didn't want to go first on this one, but um, there you go. Yeah, the list's not not amazing. No. So oh, yeah. yeah, over All to right. you for the first pick of our final draft. Yeah, the Bulls draft draft. <laughs> All right, so I've got the first pick, and. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious where you're going to go with picks two and three if I, regarding what I picked from number one. And as much as I really want to pick one person um, as number one, I think I'm going to have to go for my kind of second choice, seeing as I'm only getting one. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Um, just purely because that. I think it's, it's going to make you rethink slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Not an awful lot, but a little bit. Uh, and also because, you know, Jimmy is just like a hot ticket right now and um, playing his socks off um, over there in Miami. So I'm yeah. going to go with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, obviously this isn't going on how they're playing now because it's not fair when most of them are out of the league or... Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, but, I mean, but even for us, Jimmy was Jimmy was great for us as well. Yeah, and obviously he's got better as time's gone on. Yeah, and he was going to be my well second pick, first pick, however you want to word it. Yeah, I figured. So you've thrown thrown me there because I don't know who to go. What position are you playing him? Oh, I, I'll play him as. Ooh, that's a good question. I'll play him as a small forward. So I can write them down. Yeah. Right. So my first pick is gonna have to be D Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've given me much much options there. No. I think, like you said, the first three were pretty much gonna be expected. I think so. So I could throw a spanner in the works and go elsewhere here, but. It's going to have to be with my second pick, Joachim Noah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's no, I why I didn't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, D-Rose and Joachim Noah for me. And you've got Jimmy. Yeah, I've got Jimmy. Right, this so is where I... it gets confusing for me now because I've got no idea where you're going to go. Oh, really? I thought you'd have a fair idea. No. No, okay. you've thrown me in the past where you've gone, so... <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Keep you guessing. That's a good thing. Right, I am going to go for uh, my power forward. Yep. And I'm going to take Bobby Portis. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, again... Um, if he stayed with us, I think he would have still developed into the kind of at least a similar enough player to the player he is now. Um, it was always kind of in him, I think. Uh, I love his, uh, I love his competitiveness, um, but above all, I just love his crazy eyes. <laughs> so that's my pick, Bobby Portis, and my next pick, I'm gonna go for my shooting guard. And I'm going to take BG. He was on my list. Yeah. So, Ben Gordon. 
going to have to pick my my guard next, I think, so you don't end up stealing him. <laughs> so, yeah, VG and Bobby Portis. VG and Bobby Portis. Right, so if I'm going to... This is what I mean, you've thrown me now. I, just, I don't know <laughs> who to secure first. So, I think there's a few options there that you've already took. Right, for my two guard, I'm going to have to pick Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, okay. There, there goes my... <laughs> there goes my point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I had to get him in, I think, because I knew you'd go for him. Yeah. Obviously, speaks for itself why, you know, his D, his threes, you know. Yeah. Alongside D Rose, I think, you know, it's a good, good backcourt, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go with my... Because you've already got Jimmy there. I'm going to go with my power forward next. And I'm going to go Patrick Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you surprised me there, actually. I thought it might. Yeah. Uh, just purely on what I've seen of him so far and as we've discussed in previous episodes where potentially he could go. I had a few other options, which I'm sure you'll end up picking. I've got him because I've got a feeling that you maybe had him on your list. Um, yeah, he was in he was in my second team list actually, so I would have been putting him as a sixth man, seeing as I already have a small forward and a power forward. <laughs> yeah, I've got my sixth man lined up. Right, so it's me again, right? Yep. So I need I need a centre. Uh, point guard and a sixth man. Okay. I'm going to go for my centre. I'm going to play Yusuf Nurkic. Oh. I was expecting you to go somewhere else with that one, to be honest. Were you? Yeah, he was He was on my list. It was Nurkic, but I wasn't. I kind of knew he'd be on your list, but I was expecting you to go somewhere else. Okay. I'm not going to say it in case you end up picking him now, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think... I think he's the first one that wasn't actually a Bulls player as well, isn't he, that we've he picked is. He is the first one that wasn't a Bulls player. And I'm going to pick my sixth man next. And I'm going to g- keep going down the same road. He also wasn't technically a Bulls player. So my sixth man is going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. I had a feeling that was going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> he was on and my I've, list. But... I picked him, hopefully, to mess you up. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't really fit anywhere now for me. Okay. <sighs> you see, the three that's troubling me. I'll pick my sixth man first and have a little okay. bit of a think while I'm doing so. Um... I actually had P. Will as my sixth man to start with, so I've thrown myself a little bit there. <laughs> but I've been greedy. Trying to get ahead of me. Yeah. I'm going to go for... Not much options here. I think this one might surprise a few. 
I'm going to go Kobe White. Wow. <laughs> that was the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just purely again because I think it's, that's, it's his role. It needs to be his role and he can he can do it. Whether it's at Bulls or not is a different thing, but yeah. Okay. So uh, that's a, one for the future, that one. Not that this is going anywhere, like, but <laughs> hopefully uh, the, the vote will be kind. Right, so right. I need my three, and I'm really struggling on this one because that's where I was going to put Jimmy if you didn't pick him. I'm going to have to go with my second choice, which I wasn't particularly happy with in the first place, but James Johnson. Oh, okay. Just to because to play him at the three, bit of toughness and yeah, not a lot else. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot else to say there. Uh, certainly got a black belt in somewhere or other. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I, I've heard, yeah, 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 yeah. I've definitely heard that before. Um, okay, so I've just got my point guard to choose. Correct. Yep. Okay, well, seeing as you've left me with pretty much zero <laughs> choice, I'm going to have to go for, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, looking at my other choices, I'm going to have to go for Jay Williams. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, he can play my point. He was our, our great hope at one point. Um. We're going to go into him a little bit more, actually, in a bit. Um, and hopefully there's enough people out there that either remember him or get enough inspiration from what I've got to say shortly that they realise that if Jay Williams <laughs> had... Yeah, yeah. If Jay Williams had been clever enough to stay off a motorcycle against his contract and clever enough to put on a helmet, maybe he would have been the next big thing for us. Yeah. Which is what the hope was, of course. Yeah, so hopefully people put the vote in before they hear your little speech on him because you can't. Do no, that. no, no. Ha- hang on, hang on, and have a listen. You know, <laughs> make it know an educated that... vote. Make it an educated vote. Listen to no, everything. I know there that is Gary's going to be Gary's going to be all over you anyway. So yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you leave Gary alone. I told I told Gary I'd stick up for him, and I'm going to stick up for him again. He, he's obviously educating himself before he makes a decision. <laughs> well, we've told him he's got to come back on to clear his name. So, well, true. We've put it out there now. Everyone expecting Gary to come back on. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I'll uh, run down my team just to finish that off. Then uh, at point D Rose at two, Kirk Heinrich, three James Johnson, four Patrick Williams. Man in the middle, Joachim Noah, and coming off the bench, Kobe White. Right, okay. So for me, I have at point Jay Williams, uh, shooting guard Ben Gordon, small forward Jimmy Butler, power forward Bobby Portis, uh, Yusuf Nurkic at the five position in the centre, and coming off the bench, I have LaMarcus Aldridge. So there we have it. Our last last teams that we've drafted in this. Yeah. Currently tied, so your vote really counts on this one. So get I, them in. I have to say, though, 
there was one player I really thought when you were trying to find a forward that you were going to go for. Taj. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's who I thought you were going to pick as year five as well, to be fair. I did think about it because he, he can play to five, but um, I just think Nurkic is he's a, an actual uh, centre. So that's why I, I went for him. Yeah, I mean... Looking at the two lists or the three, uh, three, two teams that I had together, um, we've pretty much, apart from Taj, got yes. him, he was on my, he was actually on my first team as well. Oh, was he? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I went with P. Will over him. Don't know why. Uh, yeah, let me look at the uh, the more recent votes. <laughs> um, obviously, other names that we've left off. I actually had Dale and Terry on one of my lists which okay. obviously I, I can't really say would have been a good decision no it's impossible uh, to tell isn't it I had him on my yeah. um, my first shortened list but um, I decided not to pull him across to my my narrowed down list yeah um, I mean other names on the list obviously once again we've both decided not to pick Denzel Valentine don't know why uh, well you know as much as we'd enjoy his rapping it's them three pointers from near enough the halfway against Heat in it that we just couldn't deal with. No, but the uh, confidence. Think of the confidence. Chandler Hutchinson. Oh, Hutch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even enter my list for for a three. Like, no. Uh, just quickly running down the list, I've got wrote down. Wendell. Oh yeah, he was a seven pick one for us. So yeah, again we. We've not actually picked him in any of them yet, have we? No, no, we obviously, we obviously weren't too impressed with him as a ball. <laughs> uh, Gary Harris, yeah, obviously he left on, well, was traded straight away when he would near kitch to Nuggets. Yeah. Um, Tony Snell. Tony Snell, yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Marquis Teague. Yeah, I have Marquis Teague as well here. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then, to be fair, there's a lot of players that I've not even heard of, which is a bit worrying as they were first-round picks. Well, the only other one that um, I have listed, actually, and he's another forward, and I actually had him quite high up on my list, was uh, Eddie Curry. Yeah, I had Eddie Curry and Marcus Pfizer on my list as well. Um, yeah, Marcus Pfizer there too. But I didn't really... I was, Curry was, was a... I think he was on my third team, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, there's some other names that I'd not even heard of. Kevin, I can't remember my own writing. I didn't know his name, but Kevin Sivichin or something. I didn't have him at all. <laughs> bother. Norris Cole. Oh, yeah. And Rodney Carney. Was Rodney Carney first round, was he? I'm sure that's what I read when I was looking through the list. Oh, wow. Okay. There were some questionable picks over the years, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And that's just since 2000. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that wraps up our draft. So get your votes in and make sure it's in, in the right way. Yeah, as in voting for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you alluded to, we're going to do you. You play a profile and you've already given his name away, so I'll pass it back to you to have your speech and try and persuade your voters. Yeah, absolutely. Jay Williams is obviously my um, 
my pick for my player profile tonight, which is quite handy seeing as he's ended up on my team. So I get my chance to kind of sell him a little bit for anybody that doesn't remember him or know anything about him. Played number 22 for us. He's currently 40 years old, six foot two point guard from Duke. Um, he was the second pick in the first round in 2002. Um, just to give a little idea of uh, how close we were to an absolutely sensational pick, um, Yao Ming was picked ahead of him. Um, so it's just a pity that we we didn't get Yao Ming dropped to us and, and pick him instead. Um, that being said, uh, he averaged 9.5 points per game, 2.6 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game and 1.1 steal per game um, and unfortunately he only played 75 games with the Bulls in 2002-2003 season and uh, unfortunately only played 75 games in the NBA period. Um, in 2006, in September of 2006, the Nets gave him an unguaranteed contract um, which he obviously didn't meet what they were looking for and he was let go uh, from that contract in October of the same year and in 2006 he had a stab at the the G League uh, playing for Austin Toros which is basically the Spurs G League team now Um, but they wavered him due to the after effects of his injury which is why he only played the 75 games for us initially Um, so before I get into that uh, nickname was Jay Will uh, he was NBA All-Rookie second team and uh, he's actually had his number 22 retired by Duke because he was that good um, when he played uh, in college. Unfortunately, the sad story behind Jay Williams is in June, uh, June the 19th, uh, 2003, he was on a motorbike and he was involved in an accident where he actually crashed into a streetlight. Um, without wearing a helmet. Now, he was unlicensed to ride a bike in Illinois at the time, and it was also against his contract terms with the Bulls to be riding a motorcycle, let alone not to be wearing a helmet. He fractured his pelvis, uh, severed a nerve in his leg, three torn ligaments in his left knee, including his ACL, among other injuries. Um, The Bulls then had to draft Kirk Heinrich uh, a week later, um, to replace him from the roster because obviously they didn't know when he was going to return uh, or if he was going to return. Um, and consequently, shortly after that, they had to actually waive him because they realised, you know, he wasn't going to come back from this. Um, the Bulls didn't have to pay Williams as he was in breach of contract. However, as a courtesy, they paid him $3 million to assist with his rehab. So they didn't just, you know, leave him out to hang. Um, unfortunately, according to his own memoirs, he developed an addiction to uh, prescription painkillers as a result of this. And you can only imagine what the poor guy was going through, both mentally and physically at the time. Thankfully, though, uh, he was able to recreate his career. And he's been an analyst both for ESPN initially. And more recently, he signed for uh, NBA Countdown, which is the pregame show show before all uh, mainstream NBA games in, in the States. Um, you've probably seen him or at least heard him and maybe not even realised he was a player for the Bulls. Um, but he was, as I said uh, earlier on, he was our great kind of hope um, after the dynasty years. And unfortunately, it just wasn't to be. Um, Matt, I know I've pretty much covered everything there, really. You probably don't have too much to say about him. But um, 
I, I'm sure you remember the, the hopes that came with him when we signed him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was at that time where it was still quite hard to keep track of what was going on from over here, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, we didn't have, you know, the games every night to watch and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it's, it's one of them big what ifs, I suppose, isn't it? It's just, you know, if he didn't get on his bike, then who knows where we'd have gone and how, well, the Bulls' future would have turned out, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to look at the future picks after that, you know, where, where they went with them. And, you know, obviously, like you say, they ended up drafting Kirk Heinrich after his accident. Mm-hmm. Not, not a bad replacement was it, in the end, was it? No, not at all. Mr. Reliable, uh, Captain Kirk. But then, obviously, if he'd have led Bulls to any kind of success, would we have ended up getting D Rose in the way we did? Yeah, you know, obviously, future down the line. Oh, it's hard to say, but yeah, like you say, you've pretty much covered everything there. Um, There's a big shame and a big what if on Bulls, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like like you say, you know, it was during a period of time where it was quite difficult to to keep up with um, with especially a lot of the the stories about the Bulls when they weren't a particularly good side during those years. Um, you know, I, I've touched on, on it before. I was lucky enough in, in previous employment that um, I got to go over to Chicago and, and I did attend as many games as I possibly could Anytime it, it kind of matched up with my time over there. And um, in 2001, I got to see the Bulls play in a bit. But 2002 to 2007 actually were the years where I couldn't I couldn't get get over there because of my job had changed slightly and uh, so I never got to see Jay Williams or know too much about him or anything but um, I read it in a paper it was actually a paper here um, about what had happened to him and and then I went online to try and find out as much as I could about it and it was just it was just shocking you know that you'd found out that this guy that was meant to be our hope had just practically through a, a tragic accident thrown his career into turmoil and also the future of the organisation into turmoil with it yeah and I mean he's not the only one that's had a motorbike accident is he that kind of uh, when I was reading Dennis Rodman's book obviously we spoke about him last night mm-hmm. he had a motorbike incident didn't he when he was trying to get back into the NBA I think it was um, yeah and you know he was meant to go for workouts and stuff like that, and he he like rip all this skin off his shins or something like that in it, and so yeah, you can see why teams don't want players messing around on motorbikes. I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're worth too much money to them. Yeah, and and it is a business after all. Yeah, and I mean, I've always been of the thing that they're death traps. Uh, it's you can see why players have him wrote into the contract not to have motorbikes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think. I mean, I've got nothing else on Jay Williams or in general. To be fair, no. So uh, obviously we'll wrap it up there. Uh, get your votes in for the uh, the draft that we've just done, and thanks for listening once again. And as usual, you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK.
Yeah, and thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the Sea Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, Sea Red, go balls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.